Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening. It's so great to be here, as it always is, because I have amazing guests uh, on this evening. I have Kathleen and Sean Tobin. They are from the greater Philadelphia area, and they're the founders of Catholic Beads and More. So I invite you, if you're watching right now and you got your phone right there in front of you, you want to check out their website at Catholic Beads and More. Now, Catholic is spelled with a K, and it's exactly what the name says. It, it is truly more than just beads, as you see on the screen right there with the beautiful rosaries, bracelets, necklaces, all the different uh, religious items. So uh, Kathleen and Sean, thank you so much for joining us on this Friday evening. Thank you, and it's great to great be to here. here with thank you. you. Thank you for yeah. I was especially excited to host the two of you because admittedly, I will tell our our viewers and our listeners on the podcast that you two are friends of mine and we don't live very far from each other and we see each other often at different Catholic conferences uh, since I'm also the director for a foundation and we see each other with our exhibitor tables at some of these events. So isn't it fun that we get to share faith on this Friday evening with our friends? Exactly. <laughs> it really is. So uh, as we start this program, I wondered if we could just start out with your truly incredible faith story. And when I got to know the two of you, uh, when I learned more about you, there was just so much to learn about the journey that you both have been on. You know, this show is called <laughs> Journeys in Faith. And so I thought we could spend our first half of the show. This is a one hour uh, video and also podcast uh, the first half of the show, learning about your faith journey. Sure, thank you. You can start. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, I'm a, a cradle Catholic, and um, older before my family grew up in a um, great family um, in New Jersey, actually. And um, when I was um, out of college, actually when I was in college, my father was in a very serious car accident and um, kind of shook our faith really badly. So um, right when I graduated from college, we went on a pilgrimage. And um, instead of, we were praying actually for my dad to be healed. He became a quadriplegic from that car accident. Uh, but instead, our whole family actually received a really great grace. And um, at a really uh, perfect time in my life, I was just beginning my career as a physical therapist. I was able to make a new beginning, even with my faith. You know, I, I, I was always Catholic, but, you know, sometimes you kind of, uh, when you're a teenager, make a couple of choices. That, you know, you look back and you think, oh, <laughs> you know better, you know. So we um, went on a pilgrimage and I came back and uh, it really changed my, um, really changed me. I grew deeper in my faith and it was a gradual change, you know, but um I started going you know, to adoration and to uh, daily mass eventually while I was working and um, went on a lot of different pilgrimages too. And in my journey, um, you know, I was trying to discern my vocation in life and I actually uh, became a religious sister at a certain point. So it was a uh, God writes a straight with crooked lines. And obviously I'm not a sister right now. I'm married to Sean, but um, he took me through a really, um, I guess kind of a really amazing journey in just discernment and growing deeper in my faith um, and becoming a religious and then all the different things that I learned even there. And then things happened with the order and it eventually um, was disbanded, but I left and returned to lay life. And um, when I did, uh, shortly after that, my um, I met Sean about, I guess, maybe a year after I left religious life. And we've been married now almost six years. So uh, it's been uh, an amazing journey. And there's been a lot in between that. But um, that's kind of like a really short uh, <laughs> synopsis of, of, uh, of my journey. You know, kind of growing deeper in my faith. And like, a, I guess, a reversion in a sense, if you want to say. So, And then Sean has a really neat uh, story, too. Yeah, love to hear. Love to hear. Yeah, so basically, I'm baptized Catholic. And... I wasn't brought up with any faith and basically 
throughout my life, there was always people that would come to me with the faith. When I was a young kid, one of my best friends, Jeff, he was non-denominational, and I went to like his um, meetings with him and went to his sports events and all those things. So basically, I didn't really understand that. My father had a conversion when he was 33, back to his Catholic faith. He wanted me and my brothers to go to CCD, but my parents were separated. And so, so I tried starting to read the Bible. I was somewhere between the ages of 10 and 12. It, it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't, didn't really make any sense to me. It didn't really touch me. And then basically things happened in my family. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see my father for a long time. But as I was going through college and everything, there's always one more person that would come up. And my, a good friend of mine, uh, Matt, who is Russian Orthodox, we would always talk about God. And he was great because he would listen and not try and like convert me and basically he was like just a really great example of like a good christian with witness to, to teaching people about the faith but i didn't really accept christ until i came out of college young lady wrote me a letter that i knew and basically when i read the letter it, it said you know christ is my savior he died for my sins and when i read it i got like this cold chill with my whole body and basically boom that's when like my whole the whole story started changing and moving forward and then basically i became friends with all these people that were um protestants mennonites baptists and finally when one of my friends tim wanted to go to an orthodox church an informational night for a russian orthodox church and so we went and checked it out we went to the meeting and then that's when i knew like I needed to um, become Catholic to actually go back. So I went to RCIA and became fully Catholic. So it just, it just made perfect sense. You know, the first church, the first split was from, from the Catholic to the Orthodox and everything was so close. It just made sense. Cause when I came to know Christ personally, that was beautiful and it was wonderful, but it didn't make any sense to me that all these different denominations, there was, so many different Christian denominations. It didn't make any sense with the scriptures and about Jesus wanting us to be one. So that's when I became Catholic in 99, actually. And I was so enthusiastic to get into the faith. They, they cut my RCI in half like I, like I actually did only six months. But um, <laughs> in the end, that actually wow. was good and bad for me because <laughs> I didn't learn all the tenets of the faith, but it was great that I could get in there and, you know, be able to be with Jesus and Holy Communion and participate in all the sacraments. But it took, it's still so many years later, you know, we're always learning about the faith. So that's, that's a quick synopsis of my uh, journey to uh, becoming Catholic. <laughs> yeah, you both have a really and truly incredible story because although you both had different pathways in the very beginning of your lives. And, you know, Kathleen was even a religious sister. And if I'm not incorrect here, or, or uh, Sean, I think you were also in seminary at some point. Uh, no, actually, that, that's it. Right? I was going through discernment because I was, to be honest, okay. I was getting a little, actually, I was getting very mad at God because we, <laughs> you know, we got married in our mid forties and I was, um, Unfortunately, I had a heart attack at a young age, at 40. And mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, God, all these years you've been telling me you're, um, you're going to be married, Sean. I want, you know, you're called to be married. I'm like, well, I'm getting old, you know? And I was just like, I had a heart attack. Who's going who's gonna to want to marry someone who just had a heart attack at 40? I had just, after I had my heart attack, I moved into uh, a new apartment and basically I just remember being so frustrated with God I'm like I would be praying like can I go out on a date with this woman and to be like no like when I pray and get like this feeling of no 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 and that went on like for four like four years and then basically one month before I met Kathleen I went on this retreat to Oceanside um, California and it's the Prince of Peace Monastery and I met this great priest, um, Father Gary, and I thought he was a regular Joe. Like, I didn't know he was a priest when I started talking to him. And basically, 
he told me, all that matters is you give up your life every day. This is the word that he said to me. I know this isn't for everyone, but he said these words to me. He said, all that matters is every day you give yourself up as a victim suffering to God. And when he said that, I felt peace. And then literally within a month, my friend Anthony is like, oh, we have this person we want you to meet. Like I wasn't <laughs> So after I went there, I felt this great peace about life and, you know, after what Father Gary said to me, and literally within a month, I met, well, basically within two months, we had met and then started talking. Because we met through common friends, actually, like friends of the family. So it was pretty neat. We, we, we actually, when we, when we got in contact first, one, one said, hey, you know, do you, do you mind if, um, you know, we give your number to a friend of ours? And then I guess, you know, they told Sean and so it took us weeks. Like I thought he was. They were trying a double date, but that didn't, didn't work out. <laughs> and it was funny because we met over the phone. So we actually had never seen each other for two weeks before we met. So it was really funny because we um, we were playing phone tag at the very beginning. The first one, he called me. I saw his name because I had to put his number in. I don't pick it up if I don't know the number. You know, it's all spam. So I saw his number on there, and I was in a prayer group, and I thought, oh, I can't pick it up. So I called him the next day. Then the next day went by, the next day, the next day would be the message. I thought, well, I don't know, the guy says no loss, really. But I thought, gosh, what message did I leave on there, you know? So afterward, um, he called back like a week later. And then we talked, like we hit it off right away. We talked for like two hours, I think, on the first Great. phone call. Yeah. And then after that, we talked for two weeks because I went to my brother's in Colorado. Because I was just kind of trying to get over, like, you know, I had left the order months before that and I was kind of just trying to re-enter it into um, basically late life because I'd worn a full habit I was still trying to like match my clothes you know because it was I was in for a long time so um, my brother was really sweet he let me go out and visit with him for a little bit and um, so I took Sean on hikes with me on the phone <laughs> I'd go hiking up in the mountains when my brother was at work and take a picture for Sean and we still hadn't met each other yet, so we had no idea what we looked like or anything, just our voices. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I didn't have a picture, so I was like, I'm not going to send a picture of me either, because, you know. So we met each other, like, kind of like, almost like a blind date, I guess, because... Except for we knew each we other. We knew each other, we, yeah. We talked to each other almost every day. Well, I think every day for two yeah, weeks every day, we yeah. together. And it was neat, like, we fell in love on the and phone. I, and, and, I, <laughs> and I didn't blow her off. <laughs> Actually, I never actually got her phone call back. And Your I was thinking got... the same thing. It was a weird thing with my phone, but I was like, well, Anthony was like, okay, she's a, you know, she's a good woman and things like that. So I wasn't like nervous or anything like that, but I was like, I, I wonder why she didn't call me back. Well, what happened, something happened with the phone system, but literally probably like six days after I called her, I went to go to adoration. And as soon as I came out of adoration, there was a phone call from my father and a phone call from her. So then I called her back, and then, we, like she said, we talked for like two and a half hours straight. Yeah. Wow. We never stopped talking. And Ever since then. So. It's, it's incredible, because I know that the two of you, first of all, you both have a very deep faith. And uh, what happened with your religious order, Kathleen, was that it folded. And, you know, you had, there were some issues there with the leadership that you and I had talked about. And, um, and the one reason that you and I had connected was that uh, we were talking about how sometimes within the church, you know, we have the beautiful teachings of the church, we have the beautiful doctrines and the Holy Scripture and all of the, the wonderful parts of our faith. But sometimes there's also fallen individuals. And I know that that's kind of where you and I had connected was that uh, just that understanding that sometimes within the church that there are, uh, you know, people who are consecrated or, you know, secular priests uh, who are not really, you know, close to Christ in that way. And I know that we, we had connected on that level. Um, but, but God led you on a path that although that religious order had folded and there, were, there was a lot of pain for you, I know that. I wondered if you wanted to speak to our, our listeners about that. Uh, because God led you on a path that you had no idea right. where it was leading when that happened. Right. When uh, when this all happened, um, yeah, it's a really long story, but uh, it was a very uh, a very difficult journey. Um, even with my discernment in religious life, 
shortly after I'd entered, I was actually sent over already to Europe. So as I was discerning my vocation, I was also learning Italian. I was learning the culture. I was learning the apostolate. I was cooking for 30 people in Rome. It was just basically trying to survive day after day. So it didn't even give an opportunity for proper discernment. Um, and there were a lot of issues, lots of red flags, but being new, being a new order, you know, you think, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to basically fuck it up, you know, and, and I'm just going to trust, you know, that this is the right thing. We didn't have spiritual directors. I mean, there were a lot of red flags, but not being connected, being constantly trying to survive, you know, and make it through the day almost, you know, you really don't even have time to process stuff. So that led to years and years. I was in for 18 years. And um, basically in 2008, the order basically like all, I say imploded, but really all the things kind of came out, and, you know, because we got a new mother general after 25 years. And um, a, a lot of things that we didn't know about were, were revealed. And I was already final vows. And I thought, well, you know, like you make a promise for life, it's a promise for life. But after a lot of things happened from 2008 until about 2010 or 11, I guess. Um, I eventually, I was, I was actually superior at the time in this state, and I helped the people that needed to be helped over on this end. Our superior was a commissioner in Rome and from another order when she only spoke Italian. So I was kind of like a, a, li a liaison, really, um, kind of a connection because I spoke Italian to the sisters in America. And it was very, very difficult. It was um, overwhelming, actually, and I almost I almost lost my own faith, I have to say, and I almost, um, yeah, I almost lost my own faith. And it was, it was, it was shook me to my core. But one of the sisters, a really holy sister who just passed recently, she had said, um, she's like, you know, when, there's an old story about a man who has a farm and he has a tree farm, and he plants the young trees, and when he plants them, he would go by and he would hit them every day. And the neighbors would be like, why is this man hitting his trees? And then afterwards, they learned that he hit the trees because it made the roots go deeper into the soil. And so I thought about that story as all these things is basically like getting hit, like having someone hit the trees. And it forced me, you know, to have my roots go deep because superficially, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm thinking, should I become Byzantine Catholic? And I'm still a sister at this point thinking these things. And I'm thinking, you know what? Everything is human beings. You know, consecrated lay people, so there's all human beings. And, you know, that's why we promote praying for priests and, and religious, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, I'm like, I was a physical therapist from New Jersey working over in the Vatican, for example. And I'm thinking, oh my, like, I can't believe this is my life, you know? But your regular people that God calls to a, a special mission and consecrates you. So you have extra graces. And I had the grace to make it through basically the turmoil that I went through. And thank God I didn't lose my faith. It's only by God's grace because on my own, I was like, gosh, it wasn't make it day by day. It was going to make it minute by minute. And I, and I did. Here I am, still alive, still Catholic. But it really made me, because one day my superior, who wasn't my superior at the time, she was previously, and it was actually the founder, she said, tell her to go to the chapel and pray to know the truth. And I said, I don't have to listen to her so much appear, but I went in the chapel and I said, all right, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, and I follow you. My focus is on you, my aim is to you, and that's it. And looking to him, it helped to make clarity out of all the confusion, because the devil brings confusion, uh, distraction, all those crazy things, because I had to guide the sisters. I'm like, all this craziness, how do you see the truth and the light through all the dust and all the storm going on? And if you just, in the Blessed Mother, we were consecrated to Mary, and I still always am. She keeps us focused on the light, you know, and she, she keeps us on track. And no matter what, she, she'll help us to find the truth. And it was in Jesus. And here we are, still Jesus, still Catholic, you know. <laughs> well, you know, your story always, always uh, touches on my heart. Uh, because I remember that first connection that we had. Uh, and, you know, I had shared my own personal story that I understood that, not to get into uh, the long of it there, but th that sometimes within the church, you know, this is where we need a lot of prayer. 
you know, because we're all called to, call to follow our faith. We are all called to follow our vocation, whether we are uh, married, single, or, you know, religious priest, uh, sister, whoever you are, uh, we're called to follow that. And following that means we follow Christ. But unfortunately, in your situation, you found that, you know, your order had folded and then you were sort of left with, what do I do with the rest of my life? And uh, there were some very, very challenging parts of that for you because you look, you know, you look up to the sky and say, Lord, what do I do now? What do I do? Exactly. I don't know what to do. But I God had much greater plans. And, and if you look over to your left, you know, that was your, your plan and your vocation, right? And that was what God had in mind because God has used the two of you to really bring the light of Christ. So although uh, your original plans didn't work out with, with those voca you know, the vocations, uh, you know, God brought the two of you together. And I have no doubt in my mind that uh, that was all for the good because uh, he had so many uh, wonderful plans for you to evangelize. And that's part of what we're gonna discuss during the show. So what, did you have any other words about your, your faith journey? Because on this half of the show, we wanted to really focus on, you know, what happened and how you guys got together, because that's a beautiful story. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered a lot, but um, I think God has a sense of humor. So <laughs> to go for that one, because uh, when I proposed to Kathleen, um, her her mother was like um, <laughs> her mother was like not 100% sure about everything and basically she's like she went and she was asking for a sign from God for a deer um, at um, her husband's grave who had died. Well, you know she went to the grave because I had, I was going to propose to Kathleen and uh, basically it was pouring down rain, but there wasn't so she didn't see a deer. But we knew nothing about this. And I, we had gone, I proposed to her at the Adoration Chapel. She had said yes. We came back to thank her father at the grave. And literally, as we're pulling up to the grave, the rain had stopped. And no joke, there's a deer at the grave site. At my dad's grave, yeah. So we're like, oh. I'm like, that's deer, it's for us. I had no idea. So we went back, we told her mom, you know, you know we showed her the ring, we told her what happened. And then about a couple hours later, She's like, she told us the story. Yeah, you know, I, I asked her dad for a sign. You know, if you if you two are really meant to get married, you know, to have a deer show. She didn't see it, but we did. So God, he, he used us to tell my mom. <laughs> oh my. Didn't tell you about the deer. We so. have no idea. Oh. Now, I hope that you guys are working on a book or something because- We you know, did, I wrote one actually. I just finished it. <laughs> okay, is it gonna be published? I don't that's know. The plan, yeah. <laughs> that's the plan, but I, I literally, it's too Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk because I know uh, a woman who might be able to help you with that, especially okay, in the yeah. world. So yeah. well, I love that story. That's beautiful. I'm glad we got it on video too on this evening. So um, yeah, you just have a beautiful story. And although there were a lot of crosses, you know, I mean, you learn firsthand that just because someone is a religious or, you know, priest or whoever, you know, that it doesn't mean that they're not um, they, human. human. <laughs> That's the right word, right? They're not, they are human. Yeah, and things happen. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry what you had to go through. And I'm sorry that that religious order did fold. Um, but God had other plans for you. And yeah. how beautiful. That, you, that you've met and and have such a mission now i'd like to invite our listeners and our viewers also to, again to go to your website it's called catholic beads and more catholic is spelled with a k and it's just what the title says i said at the beginning that it truly is more than just rosaries bracelets and necklaces uh there's a lot there and i know that kent our producer is putting it up there for you right now on the screen um, I would like to invite all of you too that if you need to get any type of gifts for someone, or if you um, you yourself would like to get a beautiful uh, piece of jewelry that has a miraculous medal or a cross, uh, Catholic symbol there, uh, this is the place to go. Is Catholic beads and more. 
And you know what? The prices are great. I have to say to you guys, um, they're not super duper like high price, but they're uber high quality. I mean, you make them, they make these uh, pieces of jewelry. That's the beauty of it. I know that the last holiday season that came, I bought a bunch of things from you guys and uh, that was so awesome. And everybody that I uh, gave those gifts to, they all loved it. God, that's awesome. They all loved it. So yeah. Somebody that buys our stuff too and is part of our ministry. So as we make the bracelets, we pray for them and we pray sometimes over them after they're done if we don't do it while we're making them. But yeah, so it's, it's more like it's a mission and a craft at the same time, too. And my mom helps make them. And also Sean's mom, who's not even Catholic. She was, but now her, <laughs> she was helping make Oh, wow. That's right. Um, yeah. bad, so now she can't help, unfortunately. But yeah, that was great. So pray for Nancy. She's my mother. <laughs> okay, we will pray. Please, our, to our viewers, please pray for Nancy, his mother. And I know to pray for your mom, too, Kathleen. I know she's going through some some challenges. I say hi to both of them if they're watching. Hello, everyone. Hi, Kathleen and Sean's friends. So they're my friends too. And I'm, I'm so happy to have them here on this evening. So um, now we do have to take a short break. Um, but when we come back, uh, we talked about your personal story on this half. For the second half, I would love for uh, our viewers to learn more about your mission and all the great things that you're doing in addition to Catholic beads and more. So join us in just a few minutes here on Journeys in Faith. Hi, my name is Anne DeSantis and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatus.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in the first Tuesday of every month at 8 o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatus on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at 8 o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us with our spiritual moderator all you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us we'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment so we'd love to connect with you please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis thank you Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending Mass, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. But, uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck wrote in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back only, and that's only to come back later on because of the, ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit. You've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, 
you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? Hello, welcome back to Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening with my friends and my wonderful guests, Kathleen and Sean Tobin. They're from the greater Philadelphia area, where I'm from too. And they are the founders of a beautiful business called Catholic Beads and More. And I believe it is a nonprofit too. No, no, no. It, it is. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. So, uh, but you know what? If you need, honestly, as I said before the break, uh, Catholic items, whether they be rosaries, bracelets, necklaces, uh, this is where you want to go online to get it. And Catholic is spelled with a K. So it's uh, Catholic Beads and A-N-D more.com. And I myself have bought beautiful things from Kathleen and Sean, as I mentioned before the break. And everybody's loved it. And it, it enriches our faith because I know you put love into all that you both do, everything that you make. So I thought maybe we could start out with before we get into uh, some of the other mission work that you do, because you know what? It's more than just beads, right? But exactly. I thought we could talk about the beading and the work that you do for people who might be interested in getting some gifts or uh, you know, buying something for the, for themselves and tell us what's on the website. Okay, sure. Um, we've been doing this, I guess, since 2017. So about maybe almost, I guess, three years now we've been, uh, I guess, yeah, this summer, three years. And um, we started it basically, well, basically, I just love craft. So it started out as um, me making a craft. And we went to Canada to a, on a pilgrimage. I lived in Montreal. Yeah, and in the gift shop, we found... Um, little rosary bracelet yeah it was made of hematite and it was wrapped it was a bracelet a, uh, a rosary around the wrist and i've never seen that and i thought oh my gosh that is the coolest thing so i got one for me and for my niece and then we were praying with it one day and i thought gosh i wonder if i can make this and then that was the beginning of the end so she started making colors and different things and <laughs> and then basically transitioned into cathedrals and more exactly and then the yeah. bracelet the rosary bracelets turned into full rosaries and chaplets and bangles and so it goes back to like she said before when she was a sister that she was consecrated to our lady as part of the right. franciscan order that she was in and so you know that's one of the missions of cathedrals and more is to you know spread um, devotion to our lady and to you know get out as many miraculous medals as possible Exactly, and yeah. spread about the rosary, Divine Mercy Chaplet, because we make chaplets too, and and that's part of our own, you know, our own spirituality. We try and pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet and the rosary every day, and then we also pray for people in our ministry too. So it's a company. Well, it started as a company because Sean said, "Well, you know, you need to sell these now. We can't keep all these rosaries in our house." So we made well, a company. Well, exactly. <laughs> we went together and to mold our two different visions for <laughs> for it, um, like where we were going forward. So, you know, our heart, my heart was like on fire to serve the Lord in some other ways. And she was like still really 
in yeah. pain from all the stuff she went through as a sister. Right. So like anything related to the church for her at the time was like utter agony. So basically, you know, this was like kind of like a at least a starting point for us that we can be together um, because yeah. it was just too painful or because, you know, the religious, um, you know, because the church had been wrong and the things that they did, you know, you know, really pierced her soul and destroyed a lot of other women's lives, unfortunately. Um, so that's why we try and actually encourage. And then on Sister of the Sea of the Sun, we have a prayer group on Sister of the Sea of the Sun's prayer group on Facebook. On where our, On our page, right? A page um, that people can go to and ask to sign up. Our, and we're, we're, we're trying to pray for priests every day. We started to put two or three priests from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia so they can be prayed for by name by anyone that's on the prayer group. And we do that also. And then also we found out, you know, when you were talking earlier, when we went to all these men's and women's retreats, is the that, conferences, right? Yeah, all the con sorry, conferences. <laughs> is that when I would ask people, are you praying for priests every day? Surprisingly enough, these people that are like the tip of the spear in the Catholic right. Church were almost always saying no. Oh, this is the people going to mass regularly. Right. This is people going to conferences, you know, for you know a day or weekend or regular. You know, throughout the whole year, you know, you know how it is. We're going yes. a lot. <laughs> we meet up with you all. So oh, exactly. I was in shock. I'm like, I can't believe this. All these people are still not praying for priests every day, even after all the scandal and all these things. So that's why we kind of started to serve the Sanchez prayer group on Facebook, trying to get the word out there, just to remind people in a simple, loving way. It just takes a minute, but. Like my great example is two examples is when I went to Iraq, I was in the army reserves for 17 years before I got medically discharged. I felt a lot of peace. And, and I and the reason why I believe I saw a lot of peace is because people like you Anne, and the millions of Americans, Christians, Catholics, that were praying for all our soldiers, you know, that brought so much peace to our soldiers. I'm not like this normally super courageous guy it's like the first one, you know, so anyway, prayer makes a difference. And you think about it, priests and religious are almost like the military in our culture. Oh, absolutely. We're super small percentage of the population. And in the church, there's millions and millions and millions of more lay people than there are religious. So if we don't pray for them every day, they are missing out on so much grace that a strength is just going to be taken away from them because we're not fulfilling our love, our obligation of love for them. And so that's what we're just trying to encourage people to pray every day. I mean, ideally the rosary, the line mercy, but even if you just say a simple prayer for the priest by name, that's going to make, it's going to help them. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think you both know that I actually represent a religious order with a foundation that I work for, uh, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. In fact, the commercial that we watched uh, during this show had to do with the work that I do. It's uh, nonatus.org if you want to check out our website. It's the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, and I represent the Mercedarian Order um, headquartered in Philadelphia. So I invite people who are watching or listening to pray for the Mercedarians. Uh, they've been guests on this show multiple times and also on my uh, Sewing Hope podcast with my co-host, Bill Snyder, who I think you guys are also scheduled to be guests. Uh, wait a minute. You already were guests on that show. I'm sorry. You were guests already on Sewing Hope. So yeah, time goes by so fast, but please do pray for all the religious and priests and people who are consecrated because they really need it. And you know what? They need it right now because this uh, pandemic has been very hard for them and they've been working like double duty. So they really do need your prayers just to um, be able to have that uh, stamina, you know, to do all that they need to do and to serve the people, despite the fact that there's all these like rules and regulations with, mass and everything else so um so i commend you both now i want to invite you uh listeners also and your viewers to go to that facebook site that they were talking about it's a uh, 
St. St. Lucia. Sister Lucia de Santos. Lucia de Santos. She's one of the Fatimas here. Yeah, she's one of the Fatima children. One of the Fatima children. So again, go to Facebook now. Is it S-T period or S-A-I-N-T on the That's Facebook site? Word. I think it's sister, actually. Yeah, sister. it's a full word. Sister. Oh, sister. Okay. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So and sister. It's written out actually. Okay. Yeah, it's written out sister. Okay. I want to make sure that they get that right. And I'm I would invite people that if if you miss that, you can get in touch with uh a desantis at patchworkheart.org. That's my uh my email address for patchwork heart for you know this ministry here because Fiat Fiat Ministry Network is working together with patchwork heart ministry so it's not only this tv show and all the wonderful shows here right here on this network but also patchwork heart ministry and i invite everybody also to like this page too so those who are watching to like uh fiat ministry network and subscribe to uh patchwork heart ministry so just a side note there uh but just to get back on track then with um all that you're doing. Now, I know that the two of you also have a ministry for those who have experienced miscarriages and those who have been affected by uh, abortions too, through the Rachel's Vineyard retreats. Uh, I wonder if you could share on that. Well, yeah, we kind of, we, we actually, we, have, we participated in one because when we were, our first um, year of marriage, um, we got pregnant and I lost the baby. And so we had a miscarriage, and that's our only child that um, we had. So uh, really affected, well. Our little baby, Sean William. And exactly. Him. And it, it really yeah. affected us um, It was terribly. very, very, very yeah. hard. Yeah. So, and we've never had another child since then. So a priest friend of ours up at the Divine Mercy Shrine, he's the rector, uh, we were visiting him, and they had just put up the Shrine of the Holy Innocence up there. And he took us in to show us they weren't done with it yet at the time. And it really touched our heart. We both started crying, actually, because there's little teeny footprints on the floor beating in. Yeah. And it made us think of, oh, my gosh, our baby that we lost. And he would have had these little teeny feet. And so it really kind of opened up the wound and showed us how deep it really was. And yeah, we had we had no idea how much our hearts were broken about not being able to have you know, a child and then losing our baby, Sean William, by miscarriage. So he said, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you consider going to a Rachel's Vineyard um, retreat? And I've, I've heard of Rachel's Vineyard retreats, you know, for many years, but um, as far as I've known, it was for people who had lost their uh, babies with abortion. And I said, you know, well, Father, we had a miscarriage, and I didn't feel that it was for us to go to it. I didn't know it was open to any uh, loss of a child. And he said, anyone who's had a pregnancy loss um, in any way, whether it be your own baby or a sibling, a, a grandchild, any, anything that grandchild, yeah. you're welcome to to mourn the loss of the baby so we went through that and uh, we were able to see from our end of, of having lost our baby to a miscarriage and one of the ladies in the team had also to uh, the other members of the team they have a psychologist or a counselor i think and a, a priest and then you have the sacraments and it's, it's it's interdenominational you don't have to be a catholic to go you could be any religion but it's 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 geared if everyone on the yeah, retreat is, is catholic to be catholic and christian but you don't have to be to go on it. And it's very, very healing because, you know, that, that, that particular moment in your life isn't alone. Like there's a lot that led up to it. And then there's a lot that came after it, you know, and what they do is they walk you through, um, they walk you through what happened, you know, the day uh, of the, of the loss of the baby. And then they also uh, help you work through different aspects of your life prior to that. And then, um, and then also dealing up to the present and, it was very, very healing. And to make the journey with the other women who had had miscarriages and abortions, uh, I literally, we cried for three days because you're making that journey with them. And I mean, my gosh, you're, you become family. They're strangers when you go in on Friday and you see the transformation. Like there, you know, one lady hadn't slept in 25 years, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And so you're, you're crying with them. You're crying for them. You're crying okay. at your own loss. But it's a beautiful, healing, nurturing. It's so loving. Like from the food that they make for you, the homemade food and 
and the in between you got all the kinds of candies and goodies and stuff to snack on and they just try to make it as loving in every possible way singing before meals like i don't want to break all the you know the, the surprise of yeah, telling but it's so it's wonderful. Just wonderful it's not mm -hmm. our ministry so rachel Spanier, we went to it we went to it <laughs> okay it's beautiful ministry what we try and do is inform people right. that you know that they can go to these things even if they had a miscarriage if they're a grandparent or they're in pain over their grandchild that they lost, um, et cetera, et cetera. And also the other thing that we try and do is that, because I realized I had been praying against abortion for 15, 20 years, even before I was Catholic and praying Divine Mercy Chaplet against abortion, but I had never once ever had prayed for a man or woman to be healed after losing their baby mm. or after having an abortion. So it's just, wow. yeah, it's so, yeah. so that's what we try and promote people to think about and do, you know, as part of our ministry, because, well, we, you know, because through our loss, we actually experience all the other, all these other people's pain, mm -hmm. which we would have never been able to experience any other way. And they and, were transformed. Yeah, they yeah. were, they oh were transformed gosh. from their pain. And so were we, yeah. because we could finally actually start to talk about our loss together. Before that, I was a typical, mm -hmm. you know, my personality and probably a lot of men, men's personalities is, you know, you focus on the good. You know what the church teaches, your baby died, your baby is in heaven, because God's a merciful God. So you focus on that, but you never actually look at yourself and everything that you desired and everything you wanted and that Kathleen wanted, mm -hmm. us wanting to have her own biological child to be parents. So all these pains were like so deep inside of us. And then finally we went to the Rachel Vineyard um, weekend. Mm -hmm. We were able to start to actually talk about it and work through things. And now we will ask and ask Sean William, our little baby and having to pray for us. So we, you know, we're able to open up more and more and be more free of, you know, that the pain isn't completely gone. We can't right. tell you that. I, I don't think it will ever right. be gone because right. we wanted to be um, right. children, but I mean, we wanted to have children. We wanted to be parents, but if it's not God's will for our lives, then right. we can't force it. So we have to continue forward and just make the best of it. Yeah. You two are amazing, honestly. And, um, and I'm I'm truly blessed to have met you because you really affected my faith. Really. I mean, you have, you've affected my faith in, in such a great way because I know that when you shared uh, what you went through with the pain uh, that you had first uh, gone through with the separation after your leaving, you know, the religious order, Kathleen, and how you felt about the church. Uh, because, uh, and I don't always discuss this on, on my show, but there was a time that I went through my own little trial and I'm so glad that I'm here, you know, and here to celebrate faith on journeys in faith, because I, I truly, I never knew that I'd even get to this point. Uh, and I'm so grateful to God every day that God has given uh, me this opportunity and that we can share together. So who would have guessed that when you and I, uh, when the three of us met and even you, when you met Angelo, my husband, that we'd be here on this evening talking about our faith. Yeah, so yeah. I, know. That. I want to do something right now. It really is. <laughs> I, Kathleen and I want to apologize for oh, anyone who's been abused by anyone in the yeah. church, lay, religious, Thank you. Anyone is out there that that is listening in. Yeah. If anyone's mistreated you or treated you in a way that is not proper to Christ, please, please, we ask forgiveness for them. And you know, because no one deserves to be Thank you, thank you to me because I know that uh, I had shared some things with you. I mean, I'm fine now, thank God. But I was my eyes opened up at one point in my life to what you just said. And so grateful that I'm, I'm hanging on to my faith because, uh, you know, there's good religious and there's good priests out there. Unfortunately, there's some of who've gone astray and who don't know the meaning of what it means to follow Christ, you know, and that's what it comes down to is following Jesus Christ. And I think once they lose that, you know, uh, once you lose that, you really lost everything, you know. 
So uh, I just commend you and I'm so grateful to both of you for, for that. So thank you for saying that, Sean and Kathleen. It means so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really does. It means so much. Would you have any words of advice for those who do feel right now? There's some people who are watching right now that maybe it's because of this pandemic, maybe it's because of what's going on in the world or even with some of this political stuff that we see on social media, which can right. be crazy too. Um, if you had any words of advice for those uh, watching or listening uh, on how to stay true to your faith when you're going through tough times. I remember when I was going through the toughest time, I, I felt like I was saying I couldn't even make it through the day. Like I just thought, God, help me make it through this next second, actually. And then it would be next minute and then it'd be the day. And, and uh, I mean, I honestly really don't know how I made it through. It's nothing that I did. Uh, here I am. But it just shows that God does all things. And, you know, God is the God of the impossible. You know, I was meditating a few weeks ago and the image of the walking on water. I know Peter walking on water came to mind and um you know when he stepped out you know on the water he, just, he saw jesus walking he said come out to me and he thought okay the leap of faith and he did it but then all the wind which would be for me all the worries of the world all the confusion the news the media the scandals all these crazy things came he took his eyes off of jesus and then he started to sink in the water and then immediately jesus helped him get back up that would be my greatest thing is to think you know God is the God of the impossible. And he asks sometimes what we feel is impossible, but to God, nothing is. So if he asks it of us, he's going to give us the grace. And our faith is so beautiful. It is that pearl of great price, you know, and, and having had the, almost the risk of losing it, but knowing that nothing, like Peter said, Lord, to where would we go? He said, will you lead me to? Lord, where would we go? Like you, you are it, you know? And the world has all that storm. We feel like we're sinking in the water when God asks us to walk on it, but he's going to give us the grace. And then when we start to fall, he pulls us up. And I have the image, I used to think of this with, um, there was a little child, there was a mom and a dad walking down the street and a little child in between them. And the mom had one hand and the dad had the other. And the little child was moving his feet but the mom and dad were carrying him down the street, but he was moving his feet as if he was walking. And I look at that as like Jesus and Mary. We're moving our feet and we're moving along, but Jesus and Mary are really the ones that are kind of carrying us and walking along with us, you know? So when we feel like we can't do it, we can't. <laughs> you know? God has it for us. He just needs a fiat, the fiat ministry. He just needs yes. us. And when I left the order, I thought, you know what? I thought, my God, am I am I getting divorced from Jesus? I mean, there were so many major things that went through. A lot of things with my uh, confessor and, and a lot of things, you know, on retreats. And, you know, you're not leaving Jesus. And you're just saying yes to the next step. And next to the, you know, so he asked me into the order. And then in the end, everything fell apart. So you just keep following Jesus. He's going to lead you sometimes in crazy ways. But as long as you say yes, to, like Mary said, yes, she's just like, oh my, like, I'm going to be the mother of God. I mean, imagine that. How is that going to be? You know, and the same thing asked, I'm going to do what? You know, like I said, I'm just a PT from New Jersey, you know, and he's <laughs> in Turkey and Serbia and all these crazy places around the world. You're learning languages and stuff. And then you get out and then you get married and then all these things. And you just next step. We don't know what our next step even is, but we're just like, all right, Jesus. Fiat, fiat, whatever your will is, we trust that you're going to give us the, the grace to do it. And, you know, it's just basically because we don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. we just leave the faith, the leap of faith, you know. But he, he's always more generous than we ever can be. You know, so he's never outdone in generosity, you know. So we say that we teach marriage prep, too. And, oh, my uh, goodness, yes. Yeah, so we tell it to the That's to the so couple, great. You know, like with the wine and the you know, the water changed to wine. He doesn't just give you a little bit, like exactly to get through the wedding. You know, he gives you grace in abundance. He's the God of abundance, you know? It's such a blessing to have you guys on the show. And thanks for saying uh, what you said about fiat, because it's so true. That's our yes. 
And that's what this network right here, you know, the Out Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry too, uh, is all about is saying yes to G that's what we say yes to Jesus Christ and and you did that so although that you you went on this uh, journey that you really didn't know what was going to happen in both of your lives you know God had greater plans now so we talked about the Catholic beads and more we talked about your work with um, you know after miscarriage and abortion you know people who have experienced abortions with Rachel's Vineyard. And we talked about also the fact that you're doing the ministry for those who are uh, newly married. Was it the um, the pre-teen oh, pre no, pre program? Now, is there anything else that before we end the show, was there any other part of your ministry that you wanted to tell uh, people about? Catholicism well, more. There's always more. We're hoping to develop some uh, faith coaching and some other aspects into um, either Catholic and more or other types of things. So, but we're in this time of discernment and it's hard for, um, I, I have a lot of dreams, you know, based on my background and everything. So basically if there's anyone out there that's um, <laughs> listening, my, one of my yeah. big dreams is to put together an integrated wellness um, program or nonprofit um, at some point in the future that helps people to grow mind body and soul together so nutrition counseling health coaching you know those types of things integrate it with the faith and all the practices of the faith to help people just be able to grow in an integrated life but we're not near that right now but in the short term we're thinking about basically doing some faith coaching and right now i'm getting Finishing, I'm getting a certificate in life coaching, which will, you know, hopefully I'll be finished in December, and that'll be also part of that. We we want to possibly help people with um, discernment and vocational issues. Right, we would love to do that. Since right. Kathleen, I mean, <laughs> since both of way, our stories, <laughs> especially since what she went through. Right, I'd she, love to help she, people with that. Could, with like these are red flags. Right. I mean, she she could you know make. You know, she's been through so much when and she was his sister. Good orders out there, too. I Lots met a of lot of them. Wonderful order. As I was discerning my way, which ended up being out, but I met a lot of wonderful sisters, too. So that's why I didn't lose faith in religious life, too. So um, Sean's got all that with the coaching things and then um, writing the book. And then I've done a little bit of speaking engagements, too, to some different women's groups and prayer groups. So, you know, that's a, an option if anybody would ever like, you know. Yeah. Know, talk about whatever you know yeah they, no that's awesome we do a little bit of speaking engagements and we bring our our items to the um prayer groups or, or the women's groups or things too so um that's well, we're kind of everything and i'm just finishing up my master's in pastoral studies which i'll be finished in a couple well actually this, soon, this, this week, week and just wait <laughs> oh my me. gosh that's so awesome yeah, so congratulations excited. thank you to both of you uh, now I, I'd love to ask people to pray for both of you too, because you. you're just doing incredible work and, and you're truly good people Thank you. and you know, um, you're friends of mine too. So that's a real blessing to be able to have friends, uh, come on your show and, and, and be here with us. And, and also I think, um, I don't know if God kind of just tapped me on the shoulder, but I also think that you both can do some online events too. I don't know if that's something you consider, but maybe if there's churches or organizations that might want to do uh, some kind of an online event, I see you guys doing something like that with this pandemic. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Idea. We're learning more about technology, about the Zoom things. The that's right. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, we're learning as we go. <laughs> so that God will probably use it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. And I definitely invite you to come back on Journeys in Faith and the Sewing Hope podcast. I'm sure my co-host and I, uh, Bill Snyder, would love to have you come back. So, Thank yeah, you. Love you back. <laughs> so now we are going to be ending, but I want to invite people that when this show is over, um, now not right away, not right after the show, but you will be able to go to a website called patreon.com slash patchwork heart ministry where you can go and watch a video called five minutes of faith because there will be an edition with kathleen and sean tobin where they will talk about three ways to grow in your prayer life so be sure to go to pat to patreon.com 
slash Patchwork Heart Ministry a little bit later after the show and check out that video and learn more about this beautiful and wonderful series called Discover Your Mission. So again, Kathleen and Sean, thank you so much for joining me. And I also thank our viewers and our listeners. And we'll see you again next Friday night here on Journeys in Faith on Fiat Ministry Network. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. God bless you. <laughs> Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.